Hello, this is Easton. I'm Olivia Spicer. I'm Nikki Shemansky. And I am Ashari Kane, and today we are talking about persuasive techniques we use in speeches and writing. So what do you guys use for your <laughs> persuasive techniques? Um, I really like to uh, read the audience and like what we've been doing in class specifically, like just with people my age, I try to keep a more casual, not over sophisticated mm -hmm. tone just to, cause I know people will zone out really fast mm -hmm. and you know, something right away to grab their attention always helps. Yeah. I think, mm -hmm. I think quotes work really well yeah. as like an mm -hmm. opening line. I noticed last week when we were doing our speeches type things, that's what, what a lot of people were opening with. It was pretty effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's always critical to reference like um, some external source because it shows that you're really engaging with like whatever the prompt is and it lends credence to your theory, whatever that may be. Shari, you did something interesting with a poem. Yeah, I think that authenticity is like key when it comes to persuading people. It just sounds more relatable and like keeping it personalized keeps their attention more. And perhaps beyond authenticity, like maybe exploiting the emotions of the audience mm -hmm. and kind of angering them in some way or just like browsing their spirits. Yeah, I think tone of voice is also really important. Like um, Madison Avery, when she gave her speech, just the way that she was talking, like mm -hmm. just aided her actual writing and her actual like points and that it just helped a lot and like Gabe, um, yeah. He went, like when he was yelling and hitting the table, it's just like the way, it's just like to go with what kind of mood you want to set and how you want your audience to feel the tone of voice that you use is really important, not just the words that you're saying. I think you have to keep consistent like throughout. Mm -hmm. If you start off funny, but then it's just like really dry the rest of it, it's kind of like a tonal shift that just like mm -hmm. takes away and distracts from mm -hmm. the, the message. And Madison and her uh, her speech had really great flow mm -hmm. and continuity, and you could really tell like how like when she would pronounce her lines where like punctuation was. Yeah. Like you could transcribe it yourself and really feel her composition and her words. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gabe was talking about spoons, but it was really convincing. <laughs> mm -hmm. What other things aside from like delivery? Um. There's one thing I do, like I try and do as much, is I never say like I think or I believe yes. or I feel. It's just like it's less persuasive to me unless it's like a personal story. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is like just say the belief, which is not something everyone does. Mm -hmm. and that's, yeah. I think that's really saying like, it as if it's true. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like you say like I believe or I feel that leaves room for like mm -hmm. oh well, that's just their opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you make it seem like it's your opinion, then it's not persuasive. So how do you guys keep your speeches and or writings or whatever from being too dry? Is there any like do you ever run into that problem where it's like too emotional or too dry? How do you keep like a nice balance? Um, there are some specific techniques like uh, throughout a lot of speeches throughout history, like um, like Martin Luther King's "I Had a Dream" mm -hmm. speech, just like parallel parallelism. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very effective in speeches. It's just like it it really like it has like a nice like ring to it. It mm -hmm. sounds well and it also reinforces your um, focuses in your main point like it really knocks it into the mm -hmm. listener's head um, probably repetition too, like bringing it back to the point you started with because mm -hmm. that makes I feel like that makes people remember mm -hmm. what you with the whole purpose of your persuasive so you, so you like having like kind of a circular structure it's yeah like, oh, yeah. smart if you had to give advice to a student who's struggling to write a persuasive 
or respond to a persuasive prompt. I mean, don't just read right off your paper. I found a lot of people had really good writing, mm-hmm. but it's just like you can tell when people just have the paper in their hand. In their, and obviously, if you have something written, you can like read it, but also just looking around the room. And mm-hmm. I like how Gabe stood up. Like mm-hmm. making yourself the center of attention is really effective when you're speaking. Because at least how we did it, just having people sit down and like, you know, just like bouncing around. And that's like how we were doing it. So I understand that. But like, and like if you were to go and give a speech and you wanted to persuade someone, you know, stand up, you know, control the room is also mm-hmm. important. I think probably not being afraid to step out of the box with what you do would be key because like sharing a poem that and that's something that I do that I don't do often was like something that was different for me but it was like I was kind of glad that I did it afterwards because I felt it was like effective and good practice for myself and never treat your tasks as if they are like tasks really like immerse yourself in them and find a way um, through whatever route to make it uh, relevant to your life Mm. to your experiences. I think that's all the techniques we have for today. Thanks for listening.